following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Women's Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericawomen.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management. Do you have aspirations to be a leader in your business or organization? Welcome to Leadership Stars with your host, Linda Patton. Each week, we feature true leaders recognized in their fields who provide insight and ideas in creating a strong team and how you can become an effective leader. Now, here is Linda Patton. Welcome. And I hope you're having an absolutely awesome day so far today. Uh, I have, this is Linda Patton, and I have someone who I really uh, admire and who I think is just a phenomenal fitness guru. And his name is Chad Austin. And let me tell you just a little bit about him. He's the owner of Priority Fitness, and he's in Overland Pass, Kansas, although right now I think he's in Chicago. Um, He's a best-selling author of the book, Make Fitness a Priority, How to Win the Fight Against Your Excuses, and we're going to talk a lot about that today. Um, He's also the co-founder of Be Fit for Life, um, and I think this is just awesome. He was voted top 10 personal trainer in Kansas City by the uh, Thumbtack Professionals in 2015 and 16. He was featured in the Kansas City Fitness Magazine as one of the faces shaping Kansas City in 2013-14. And I love the fact that he was the candidate for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society Man and Woman of the Year fundraiser in 2016. This tells me that this is a man who, one, knows his craft, is passionate about it, and really does phenomenal things for his clients. And I want you all to hear what Chad has to say. So, Chad, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it is it is my pleasure, to say the least. So, Chad, um, tell me a little bit about how you got into the world of fitness. Uh, fitness, my health and helping other people has just kind of always been kind of a passion of mine. It just took me a while to... Uh, kind of pull that out of myself. I was, I was a teacher for three years first and, uh, I thought personal training was just going to be kind of a temporary thing between, uh, teaching and coaching, but it just ended up being a great fit for me. Uh, and, uh, I loved, uh, how I could help other people and just ended up being, uh, something that ended up, I stumbled across as what I was meant to do. So Chad, tell me, uh, you taught what subject? Uh, I taught physical education, and I was a strength conditioning and wrestling coach. Ooh. So you didn't get into baseball, basketball, uh, bas- uh, football, any of that. You were in wrestling? Well, I was in wrestling, but, yeah, I, I did all. I basically did all sports. My my hometown, you know, I, uh, everyone was, was everyone played every sport. And so I I played every sport. And I think uh, my P, as a PE teacher, I think that was kind of my goal, just to, as many different, as well as people as many different sports and activities as I could. So I'm pretty well-rounded with activity, I guess. <laughs> I, I would imagine so. That, that's a pretty heavy load, to say the least. So t- tell me, how did you inspire 
your students, let, let's talk about as a teacher, how did you inspire them to really do their best um, in high school sports? Uh, you know, I think it, it kind of comes back to, it kind of translated over to what I do as a trainer, but I mean, <laughs> I think it's just that there's no such thing as can't. It's really just uh, can't yet. And so that's why I always tell people with that I have as clients, if I ever have to make, there's like a million different levels of every exercise. It can make it a million times harder. It can make it a million times easier. So if you can't do the first version I come up with, it doesn't mean you can't do it. It means you can't do it yet. And so it's everything's a progression and just being, being able to, one of our mottos at my gym is uh, to beat yesterday. And so it's, that's really what fitness I think is, is just becoming the best version of yourself. And so trying to, to beat yesterday every day and just, be a better version of yourself. I think that translates from sports and physical fitness, teaching just over to everyday life. So listeners, I I think that Chad just gave us one of the really key principles to being inspired to get into fitness, to really be the best you can. And I, I love the fact that it's not you can't, it's just you can't yet. And that you want to beat not... Steph Curry's record in basketball, but you want to beat what you did yesterday. And I think that's that's really an awesome philosophy because so often we, we get really down on ourselves and we really beat ourselves up because we can't do, you know, 500 push-ups and, you know, 30 reps of, you know, picking up 180 pounds of, of whatever. And we beat ourselves up and then we give up. So I love the fact that all I have to do is beat yesterday. That's awesome. And that's something that I can probably do, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You have to understand, Chad, I got on a horse for the first time in probably 15 years over the weekend um, and was totally out of my comfort zone in the fact that I ride English and I'm used to using a double bit bridle. And so the woman I was riding with has uh, a saddle horse. And he rides. He wears a Western saddle, and uses a snaffle bit, which is okay because that's that's also an English bit. And I'm going okay. The last time I was on a horse, I fell and hit the top of my spine, um, and was really concerned that maybe I'd broken something. So to get on this horse and ride um, in a, in a saddle that's not comfortable for me, with a bridle that I don't under or with a bridle and reins that I don't understand. And in a strange environment. And what, what, I, what was so powerful was my mind went, yeah, but you can do this. You know how. Just be one with the horse and everything yeah. will be fine. <laughs> and we had, we had probably one of the best sessions I've had in a long time. Because uh, one of the key things is I always get um, uh, rub burns on my ankles and my shins because the buckles are never in the right place. And she moved them to such a place that was easy. And I went, you know, I could exercise this way. I could be really good at this again. Um, so I, I understand that, yeah, you can't yet. It's not you can't ride a horse. You can't, you can't swim a mile. You just can't do it right now. Um, but the more you practice and the more you do it, um, and having a coach like you providing the inspiration, I think is a great way to make that happen. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, definitely. It, is, it seems like... Uh breaking it down in your mind that way that you can't yet and making everything a series of progressions, uh, it's going to make it much easier for you to step out of your comfort zone and do things you didn't think you could before. 
Yes, it, um, Chad, I know, I know you work with a variety of different people in your um, business. So how do you work with people who um, have maybe had an illness like fibromyalgia or something like that, or they've had injuries, they might have a herniated disc, something along those lines, where they're really not comfortable exercising and that everything that they've ever done since their accident has caused pain. Mm-hmm. How do you get them past that? Uh, well, first, it's it's about changing their mindset from one. Uh, you know, I, I have a chiropractor um, that I do a lot of, I collaborate with a lot of stuff on. And, you know, I tell them, like, when the busiest time for personal training is, you know, there's a certain time of year, like, you know, January through March is kind of the busiest time for personal training. But for chiropractors, it's almost the busiest time, too, because everyone's all motivated to get back to working out. But they haven't done anything in years. And so they remember what they used to be. And uh, and they try to jump back into that spot, and that's when they they get hurt. And and uh, and so it's not about it's it goes back to the, the beat yesterday. It's going back to where you are now, and uh, I'm trying to improve on that every day. But it, I've had lots of people that I have people all the time that you know clients will have injuries or they'll have a hip replacement, a knee replacement. Uh, I just had a client that had a broken wrist, and so she was really fit and and played volleyball and leagues all the time, but then had to go from having a broken wrist and so she couldn't use her arm. And so all of our workouts became just legs and core for the longest time. So we couldn't even really do anything that had a lot of impact. And so but it was just about taking advantage of what the time we had to improve her core and her leg strength. And then now she's able to, she doesn't have a brace on anymore. She's able to start doing things. So it's just about improving her flexibility and doing just a little bit more every time you have to if you focus on the end result then it seems like a marathon like the finish line so far away and so you're just going it's hard to stay motivated but if you just focus on doing a little bit better every day and it's easy to, it's much easier to stay positive and do the good so chad um with that you know focusing on the positive and focusing on today um you know i i one of the teach, things i teach is about vision having a vision of you know where you're going even though you're you're working um, like, a, I guess on a road trip, I'd say from town to town to town to town with individuals who have been injured or whatever or haven't exercised in you know 20 or 30 years and are suddenly deciding, gee, maybe I'd like to get back to that because I'd like to have a better body. Um, but I don't necessarily want a beach bunny body either, you know, that kind of thing. You, you just want to be healthy. But without that vision of where you're going, do those baby steps um, become more difficult because you don't know where you're going. You don't know what, what your end result is. Uh, yeah, definitely. If you don't understand, if you don't understand what your why is, uh, then when the, I mean, you have to understand why you're making sacrifices. That's the bottom line. If you don't understand why you're making sacrifices, then when you don't feel like working out, you don't feel like staying on your diet, you don't feel like doing this, then, then you're not going to do it. So, um, being able to, you know, they, they had, a, they, what you just said, I mean, that, that's a reason that uh, they want to get back into it. And so that mm-hmm. it always starts with just having clients dig a little bit deeper uh, into mm-hmm. that why. And so motivation always comes always comes from something deeper as to why you want to do it. Right. And motivation definitely comes from within and not from without. You as the personal trainer can um, find out what my motivation is and then dig into it. But you yourself are not able to motivate me per se. I have to do that myself, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Chad, you know, I've um, I've been with, to the gym 
Um, I've been in you know large classes. I've uh, you know worked by myself, that kind of thing. So, what's the purpose really of a personal trainer? What do you do? Uh, I've been a personal trainer for about thirteen years now, and but now, of course, I was in fitness. A fitness field before that, but I think, and add this, and with my education and what I've done, my experience, I've learned that really the purpose of a fitness professional—I don't just feel like me, but I feel like any fitness professional—should be to help someone make fitness a priority. And what I mean by that, it means help it be something that your vision is long term, so it's something you're going to do for the rest of your life, and not just temporary. I think uh, most people, when they come to a personal trainer, they come to a personal trainer fueled by short-term motivation. And so there's something coming up that they want to get quick results for. There's something that buttons them in. Either that maybe they just got engaged and so they want to look better for their wedding or swimsuit season's coming up or an event they decided to do or a reunion or a, birth, or a birthday. We always want to look better as we get mm-hmm. older. And so, but and what I've, in my experience, if I stick to just that goal, and so if I had to have someone have a 12-week plan to get great results and they have to make all these sacrifices and changes that are different and say they stick mm-hmm. to it and they make all these sacrifices and they, and they have great results for the event. But as soon as that event comes around and it's over, you think they're going to keep making those sacrifices? Probably not. <laughs> no, it's not because <laughs> it's not because they can't, they proved they mm-hmm. can because they just did it. But all the motivation they had to do it was wrapped up in that one single event. And so as soon as that event was over, all their motivation was gone too. And so it really, you know, it just, my purpose is to help people look past that and come up with the real reason why they want to get in better shape. And so it can, it can transform more from that short-term goal. So people don't, people get in that yo-yoing effect of getting in great shape, getting out of shape and doing it over and over and over again. And so getting it to where it's a lifestyle and you can do it for the rest of your life. That's really a, the purpose of a fitness profession. Okay, so uh, listeners, you heard Chad say that the purpose of a personal coach, personal trainer, is to really help you stay motivated and to put fitness as a priority in your life so that it's not just a short-term goal to meet a particular event or whatever, but that it's a lifestyle change and that you're going to be doing it for the rest of your life. That's a really powerful um, motivation Chad, um, I know I've I've have done that. Um, I did it for my daughter's first wedding. Lost like 15, 20 pounds. Felt really good. Looked great in my dress and everything else. And as soon as the wedding was over, it was like, okay, I can go back to what I was doing before. Um, so I I didn't have that lifetime um, look at well, where am I going? What am I doing? Why am I doing this? Uh, and that kind of because I was going to ask you, you know, with uh, when you people do come in for like that twelve week plan to look better for a wedding or a reunion or whatever it might be, or it's January through March when everyone sets their resolutions, right? How do you um, help them set that that next goal, that lifetime goal? How do you help them do that? Well, now it's easy because when when people come in now and and for New Year's resolutions and they're they're motivated at the beginning of the year, whenever it is, at any time of year mm-hmm. when they come in, they're motivated for something short. I mean, I, I can give them several examples of people I've helped over the years that just got results and then lost everything, and they came back to me, got results, lost everything, came back to me, so they got in a routine, they lost weight, put it back on, gained strength, lost it, got in a routine, lost it, whatever it may be, 
And so I have mm-hmm. lots of examples, and I can ask him, which one would you rather be? Would you like to be this person, or would you like to be the person that really did, takes some time just to dig a little bit deeper and understand what your real reason is? Is it because you, you have more self-confidence when you go there, or is it, is it because... You want to be the. You want to be able to be in the pictures with your friends in a swimsuit, and not the one taking the picture. Is it, you know, or is it just because you want to be able to be more an active grandparent, or whatever it is? Being taking the time at the beginning to go through those steps, just to think about why it's important to you, and that's that's really the key to making it a long term thing and not a twelve week thing. Mm-hmm. So you help them set that sort of long term vision of. Um, where they're going to be sort of in maintenance mode. Um, they're still doing the work, but but it's not necessarily to um, get any thinner or any, any stronger or that kind of thing. It's it's maintenance. And then you set the sort of interim goals to get to that place. Is is that what I'm hearing? Uh, yeah. I mean, and sometimes goals change from time to time. Maybe it's, maybe your first goal is just to lose weight or maybe, or maybe your first goal is just to... to you know, get off blood pressure medicine or feel mm-hmm. like you have more energy and so you're not tired all the time. But normally when you get, when you raise, whenever you raise the bar, you know, you normally, you see other things that you thought were out of reach before and your goals change. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of a constant process of just, of, of kind of reevaluating that why. Okay, I have one real, real quick question for you then. Um, if you are out of shape and, you know, start, sort of working through pain issues and this kind of thing, will you ever, or will that person ever get that beach bunny body back, or is that a totally unrealistic uh, goal? Yes or no? Oh, I mean, everyone can, uh, anyone can do it. It's just uh, some goals are, some goals are harder than others. And so I think I would, my advice for that person, I mean, someone that, that has, you know, a hundred pound weight loss goal or someone that's never run before and wants to run a marathon. I mean, you mm-hmm. have to kind of take it step by step. Otherwise it seems like the finish line is just so far away, but absolutely. I, mean, I don't think, I don't think uh, that anything is out of reach in fitness. It just takes about going through the right steps. Okay. So you have just trying to do better. You heard it here. Nothing <laughs> is out of reach. You just have to realize some goals are more difficult than others. Think about that, Mm -hmm. and we'll be right back. Voice America Women's Channel, a leader in the forward movement of women's success. Linda Patton draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead, dream, and create what inspires them. Her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power, build your resources, plan your path, and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality. Start by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at DareToDreamWithLinda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, DreamWithLinda.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Voice America Women's Channel. 
a leader in the forward movement of women's success. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. You may also send an email to Linda at daretodreamwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back. I'm here with my fantastic guest, Chad Austin, who is a fitness guru, as well as a phenomenal personal trainer. And we were talking about, um, you know, basically have a vision of, you know, where you want to be, you might hang that up on your refrigerator, so you can see what the long term goal is. And then about setting um, interim goals that you can move through similar to setting milestones, when you're doing a vision of your business, or of that particular year, or whatever it might be. So it's it's interesting, Chad. That that um, again, you're taking leadership just in another aspect of your life. You're taking leadership in your own health and your own um, uh, strength and and that kind of thing. And I think that's it's interesting that we can tie those two together. Yeah, yeah. It's all it's all relative. That it works all across the board. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, Chad, you've written a book. And it's, uh, to remind the audience, it's Make Fitness a Priority, How to Win the Fight Against Your Excuses. Um, Chad, first of all, tell us what motivated you to write the book. Uh, Well, you know, I've been working on just improving my skills as just uh, a fitness motivator. I've been working on my public speaking and everything, and so I've done all all my speeches were about fitness, of course. And so I wanted to Mm -hmm. kind of figure out how to translate what I've learned in the best way for other people. And so when I decided, when I was trying to figure out what I was going to write, what I did was I did an online poll. And so my poll question was just a simple question. What are your top priorities? So listeners, take some time just now and think about yourself. What, what's your answer to that question? And Linda, what's your answer to that question? If I just were to ask you, what are your top priorities in life? Oh, the, um, the first one would be to, um, you know, what I do for a living, which is, you know, inspire women to step into true leadership. So my business is a top priority. My husband and children probably come second. Um, and then it's sort of a downhill slide from there. Um, moving yeah. to Dornock, Scotland <laughs> is one of my top priorities and we're going in September, so I can't wait. But yeah, fitness and and weight loss and health and that kind of thing sort of um, falls in, you know, the lower half. If you said, you know, mm-hmm. give me your top 10, yeah, it would probably fall in the lower half. That's, that's kind of the what I found out. I mean, pretty much everybody, I had like, I think about 25, 30 people, people participate in my online poll. Some people I knew, some people I didn't, but mm-hmm. the top two answers by far were family and career, like you said. And then mm-hmm. faith was a pretty popular answer. But family and career were by far the top two. But out of everyone that took the poll, nobody said anything about health and fitness. And so, uh-huh. and I, as I, it just blew me away. And as I had more time to think about it, I realized it's that, it's that priority word that scares people away because we have this mindset with fitness that fitness is always, our own health is always the thing we put off until later because we think mm-hmm. we don't have any time for it now. It's something that we're going to get to later. And the ironic part is, that the whole reason to worry about your health is it improves your quality of life you're living now. 
And so there's a whole reason for the book, which is to help people realize, make the realization that anyone, no matter what obstacles and challenges you face that we turn into excuses, we can make fitness a priority just like we do with our family and career. And if we choose to do that, our quality of life will actually be better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I, I fully agree. I know when, when I do exercise and I do take care of, you know, the diet and, you know, what am I actually eating and putting in my face, um, that does make a big difference. And what I find very interesting, and, and maybe you can explain this, most people when they go on vacation gain weight. When I go on vacation, mm-hmm. I lose weight. Uh, and yet I'm probably eating more. But I also know that I'm walking and not, you know, exercising in the gym or that kind of thing, but doing a lot of walking and going up and down hills, uh, walking on the beach if I'm in Hawaii. Um, actually, I can do the beach in Scotland too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that kind of thing. So I actually come back in better shape than when I left. Now, isn't that an oxymoron? <laughs> I don't know. Some, some people are, are that way. I don't really think there's a, a right or wrong way there. And so I think it's more about your intentions. And so you don't want to, I mean, if you're on vacation, you have to plan it's intent, it's a vacation. So I'm going to have more food I normally wouldn't eat then that's fine. But uh, other, I mean, like uh, I definitely, I'm, I'm on vacation right now for a couple of days in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And, and so I've definitely ate a, a, a few better meals and probably consumed a little more drinks, but I've still mm-hmm. been active. Like we're in Chicago, so I've walked everywhere and me and my girlfriend got up this morning and, and did a workout. And so it's more just about being intentional about it. And so if you choose to have either a nice restaurant or eat something uh, somewhere, then it's, it's, you're intending on doing it. So you're not going to beat yourself up about it afterwards. It's still just part of your lifestyle. Aha. Uh-huh. So it, it, audience, what you hear is, you know, make time for fitness when you're on vacation, but make it part of the vacation. I know, Chad, I, right. in Hawaii, I have four walking routes that are about a mile and a half to two miles that I walk every morning, one of those routes. And it, it sets me up for the day in the fact that I've, you know, I've got, gotten a chance to communicate with the water and the beach and the trees and the breeze and, and all of that. And also the part of the walk, at least in one place, is across a golf course. So I get to commune with the golfers as well, which is he- uh, sometimes healthy. Um, and it, it does. It, it gives me that real sense of having a lot of energy and feeling um, alive and having really been able to get outside and, and really enjoy the weather that's there in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate yeah. that. So. Chad, I'm, I'm curious, um, you, you know, in, in your book, the tagline to your book says, um, and fight against your excuses. What kinds of excuses do we tend to throw at ourselves around fitness? Uh, well, it's more like uh, we, let the, we, let, we let the obstacles and challenges we face turn into excuses. And so, like, as validation basically. And so like we use the things we have around us like, like as a reason to not work out. And it could be that you have a crazy work schedule or you have to travel a lot for work or you have kids at home and you're, you want to, your kids are involved in a lot of activities and you want to be there to support them or you don't look close, very close to a gym or if you went to a gym, you wouldn't know what to do. Uh, <laughs> or so there's, there's all these obstacles that we all use and we turn them into excuses. Uh, but the, but the bottom line is that, we're never going to run out of excuses. There's always going to be, there's never going to be a shortage of excuses. There's always going to be a reason we could come up with to skip our workout or to validate going through the drive-thru. 
And so it's, it's really just about understanding that even though you have these obstacles and challenges, you can still make fitness a priority, just like a lot of other people have that who probably have more obstacles and challenges than you do. Right. So I, I got a couple things out of that. One is priority. So what you're saying is that I put it in my calendar. I make an appointment with myself to do that, and I hold that time sacred. I don't let anything else um, step into it and and allow me to um, slide or or to not do that exercise. Is that what sort of what you're saying as far as pri- setting priority? Uh, yeah. I mean, I definitely. Um, that's one way. Our, our biggest excuse we use is that I don't have time. That I don't have time excuse is the number one excuse we use to get out of anything. And so the way I, how I help my clients uh, overcome that excuse majority of the time is, is uh, I have something I call an accountability journal. Uh, oh, okay. But basically what it is, it's like a, your fitness calendar. And so it's just like with work and with your family, if you have some appointment for work, you put it in your calendar. If you have, you know, one of your child to have a sporting event or a school event, uh, you put that in your calendar and you never miss it. And so it's the same thing. It's just teaching people to schedule their fitness. Uh, and so basically, you know, the only way to get rid of the I don't have time excuse is to make time. And so when you schedule fitness and schedule your, your health, your schedule, put yourself in your calendar, then you're not going to miss it because you just made time. And so that's, uh, that's the biggest way I help people get rid of the excuse is just scheduling it in their, in their calendar. Perfect. Now, one of the things that I know is, was always a challenge with me is oh my God, I have to, uh, you know, I, I dress for work, I, I go to the gym, I change into my gym clothes, I do an hour, at that time it was with Jane Fonda, um, and then I, you know, I have to go back in, into the, the dressing room and I'm usually sweaty, so I have to take another shower, to put more makeup on, do my hair, get my clothes on, and then go back to work. And that be, that became a real burden. Do you have exercises that you give your clients that they could do right there in the office that might not require any kind of um, device or weights or anything else, but that could still be good exercise while you're sitting at your desk. Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I think really uh, um, everybody's fitness plan looks a little bit different. And it's about finding which one works best for you and your schedule and your lifestyle. And so some people have more time. They can have a long workout and, play in the shower and get ready and everything. Other people may not have as much time, and so they got to get something in quicker. Or other people got to get something in in their day while they're at work and don't even have a chance to leave or, or while they're with their kids because they don't have a chance to leave. And so, I mean, there's really the – but there's always a way. Uh, and so I kind of teach my clients uh, more to have a no-matter-what mindset, I believe. And mm-hmm. so it's just teaching them to find a way to do it. And so, I mean, you have – I mean – you have the best, I always tell people, you, you have the best uh, way to solve any problem. If for any dilemma, you have the best weapon to fix it, and it's just your own brain. And so there's, there's, a way around, there's a way to figure it out, to get your workout in, or to with what you have, with what you have around you. So maybe you don't have the, same, the exact equipment that I would have at a gym of something to give you, but you have something that you can do somewhere. You can make something work with where you're at, with where you're at. I think that's spectacular. And I also love the idea that perhaps you could actually exercise while you're supporting your kids. So while you're watching them do their their practice or whatever it is, that you're sort of back there, you know, as part of your cheering, you're actually doing exercises um, that can help you maintain your core or whatever it might be or, or you know, get a sense of endurance or whatever 
while you're still supporting your kids. I think that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things that you don't always think about. Um, of course, then you always have the aspect of, I don't want to embarrass my kids by doing something really right. weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, there's, so, a, there's, a chapter, there's a chapter in my book that I call uh, How to Be a Donut Slayer. And basically Ooh. what it is, you know, I think there's some, uh, how to be a donut slayer is called, and basically what I call the donuts are basically the curveballs we come up with, uh, or that are thrown at us. And so there's some mm-hmm. excuses, like, I mean, there's some obstacles that we are really not easy to overcome, but they're, they're in the fitness world. I mean, once you get used to it, it's easier to overcome because we see them a mile away. We know that you have a busy schedule. You know, we know that at a certain time during the week, you probably won't have as much energy after work as you will on other days. We know that. You know, you have kids' activities. We know certain things. But with the curveballs that get thrown, like if your kid gets sick and you have to bring them, or if your kid forgets to tell you about something that they have that night and you need to change your plans to be there, or if your boss all of a sudden tells you you're going out of town for work, or if something comes up that's out of your control, those are the curve. Those are the donuts. The donuts, I, I call, because uh, they could be they could be the best thing or they could be the absolute worst thing. It's just how your mindset is. And so some of my best workouts have come when I just had to throw the game plan out the window and just figure out a way with what I had. Oh, I love it. That's wonderful. Um, I know I've, I've used, um, you know, like this, the stretchy bands and the doorknob. That has been mm-hmm. one of my most powerful workups. Um, when you're in a, in a hotel room and, you know, you either there's no gym or you don't want to go down into the gym, but you can do something quick in your room with um, the, the bands and a doorknob. Um, who'd have thunk <laughs> it, right? Sometimes you just <laughs> so, got to get by with what you had and then it'll end up being even better. Well, and, and I remember long ago um, walking with a book on my head to uh, foster posture and, and with that, you know, a stronger core because you had to hold your stomach in to be able to stand upright to hold that book on your head. And you know, we all thought, thought it was really silly, but it really was, if you look at it, a really good exercise to maintain that core. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure it would be time to... <laughs> Be a little bit of extra extra work. Yeah, good outside um, the box way of doing it. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it, I, and I think that's what makes it fun is when you do step outside the box. I I, mm-hmm. I think one of the things that we as humans uh, run into is it gets boring. You know, I'm doing the same. I'm doing the same circuit every time. I'm you know I'm in each part of the circuit for three minutes every time, and you just get bored with it. And so, it, you know, being able to find something fun and um, maybe a little bit ridiculous, but it still serves its purpose is another way, I think, to uh, help maintain that priority and that sense of um, I'm doing it because I enjoy it. I have a good time. I may be working hard, but it's still fun. Uh, I think without yeah. fun, it becomes, yeah, it becomes a challenge and a, and a chore. Now, uh, when I was a, I told you I was a teacher before I became a trainer, and uh, when I was student teaching, my cooperating teacher, I was coming up with the game, with the lesson plan for like second grade tag. And my cooperating teacher told me something I use every day now as a personal trainer. But mm-hmm. she said, if you change one little thing, those kids will think it's a completely different game. And uh, I, I pretty much, that's the way I train. I mean, our body acts that same way. And so most of my clients would probably tell you about me that they don't ever really feel like they get the same workout. But really, we're using yeah. the same muscles. We're doing a lot of the same movements every time. We're just using different equipment. We're using different environment. We're, I'm changing it just a little bit. And so our body's always trying to adapt to what mm-hmm. we're doing. And so if we don't change things, if we keep it the same, then we actually get better. We get, we, our body gets 
better at it, we get e- it gets easier, and so then it gets boring, but we also don't get the same results. So having that little bit of a change uh, is good. Well, and, and Chad, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't the body begin to adapt to a workout such that you're not getting the results any longer, that it, it, it becomes um, less effective? Yes, um, definitely. Um, I, I had a talk I've done several times about helping people break through plateaus. Uh, mm-hmm. And the, the biggest way you see it is when is in cardio. And um, most people, when they do cardio, that's most people, their, pure, their base of the pyramid until they find some help is about cardio where they can tell you in very big detail what they do. And so if they go and they jog two miles or, or something. I used to be, when I was, at, I was at a gym for many years before I went to become my own business. And I was there long enough, I could tell you what the regulars did. I could tell you it's 10 o'clock on Tuesday. That means that Willie is going to be on this elliptical. He's going to be watching this show. He'll be doing level five at incline of six for 30 minutes. And then I'll go do it. And so we get, and we kind of fall in love with the same routine and we never change mm-hmm. it. And then our body definitely just gets used to it. And that's why we never get any results. And so, I mean, since we were first created, our body's always trying to adapt. And so if you don't change things, it will adapt to it. And then we stop getting results. It's a change. Uh, and the the struggle, the challenge that gives us our results. Okay. Chad, give me one key tip that your readers get out of your book. Uh, I I hope that the best thing they get out of the book is the realization that even though they, I mean, just changing their mindset of it being something that they don't have time for or that they actually run on the same clock as everybody else and they actually can even though they have obstacles, make fitness a priority now. Okay, fantastic. So, listeners, you've heard two things that I think are really critical, um, and I want you to think about them when we go on this short break. First, in your workout, change at least one thing every time you do it. Make it different. Make it unique so that your body doesn't get into a, a, a state of, oh, this is boring, oh, I'm going to plateau on this because we're not going anywhere. And then change your mindset and make exercise a priority. So with that in your mind, we're going to take a short break. Be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Let leadership expert Linda Patton be your guide to uncovering the leader that lives within you and that you are meant to be. Through her signature training programs and workshops, Linda takes you every step of the way to help you tap into your personal leadership power, design a clear vision, build a loyal, effective team, and create a practical plan to make your dream come true. Get started now by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at Dare to Dream with Linda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, Dream with Linda.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Voice America Women. Your passion starts here. 
You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. You may also send an email to Linda at daretodreamwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back, and I'm here with my guest, Chad Austin, and talking about leadership in fitness, which I think is a a real key place for us to be, and it's also being a leader in your health. How are you making sure that that aspect of your life is full and vibrant and energetic, um, and that you're stepping into it boldly and unapologetically. Um, you had a couple of things you were thinking about over the break. One was, how can I change just one thing in my workout today to make it different? And so that, my, in essence, my workout doesn't end up in my subconscious, where it's just something that I do, and I don't even think about it. It just happens, because then you'll start seeing some plateauing. And... The other question that I asked you to think about was, how are you going to change your mindset? So we're going to ask the expert on that. So, Chad, how do your clients change their mindset from, oh, dear, this is so difficult. I will never look fabulous. I will never get to where I want to be. I'll never lose that weight. I've been at this weight for the last 20 years, and I've dieted and done everything I can, and I still sit there. How do you get them to change their mindset? Uh, well, the, after if, if we've gone through some of the the back and forth that we've gone already in this in this podcast, and if they still aren't quite convinced, there's one test that there's one little activity I do with people that I'll invite all the listeners to do now. It's just uh, it's I call it the fit test. And so, what I want you to do. It just think in your head. You don't have to write things down. If you have something with you, you can't. But just think of five people. If who has made, if I say who has made fitness a priority in their life, who is someone who has made fitness a priority in their life? Just think of five people and write that down. And so the first step is to write those people down, identify those people. And then the next step, you're going to write down what obstacles do these people face? Do they have to travel a lot for work? Do they have a busy job? Do they have a stressful job? Do they have kids at home they need to be there for? Uh, do they have their, do their kids have activities going on every other night of the week? Uh, do they have to travel for work? Do they do they live far from the gym? Do they have access to the gym? Do they have an illness? Do they have an injury? Do they have whatever it may be? What obstacles do they face? And then after you've thought of these people and put that down, then look at yourself. And so what what obstacles do I face? And then write that down. Do I have, do I have the, do I have the travel for work? Do I, and then, and then compare to the two. And so most people, when they do this, like for me, for example, two of my trainers, one of my trainers, both of them travel 30 minutes to get to the gym. They both mm-hmm. have three kids at home. Uh, one of them has been selling a house and in between selling a house and buying a house, been almost homeless for three weeks. And then another, I mean, so they all have more challenges than me. Normally what you find out is that they have more challenges than you. And so when you get through this activity, your mindset kind of changes to not the how, how can I do this. It's if they can do it, I can do it. Ah, so you heard that. So think of those five people who you think are, you know, they put fitness as a priority in their life. And then look at all the things that they're doing that could be considered obstacles to actually making that fitness a priority. 
And I love that. If they can do it, I can do it. I think that's that's such a positive way of looking at it. Do you also look at um, sort of, you know, we often look at the unconscious as to what's the story that I'm telling myself about your clients around yeah. the story they're telling themselves? Yes. I mean, I, uh, I know I have certain questions all the time in my, um, like there's one Jim Rohn question, you know, what do you want on your tombstone when you die? Um, but I always <laughs> ask myself, am I living the life the way uh, I would want to live it to be the person I want to be? Or am I, if my event or whatever it is I'm, I'm going to, if it was tomorrow, would I be happy with what I've been doing the last two weeks? And so it's just kind of keeping yourself on track and keeping yourself in check of, of uh, doing the things that you want to do to reach your goals. Okay, Chad, you brought up your tombstone. What do you want written on your tombstone? Uh, you know, I, uh, this is something I feel like I've, uh, I've been asked a few times, and so I wrote something down. Um, but I think, the, I know for me, it's, in my, I mean, I always want people to think of me. Uh, if they had three ways to describe me, I'd want it to be that I'm helpful or that I'm motivating, that I'm inspiring. Um, those kind of, those, those things are definitely always what I put on there. But uh, when you think about what you want on your tombstone, I always think of the Jim Rohn quote where it's, you know, the only thing that matters on your, there's two dates on your tombstone, the one that where you were born and the one where you die. So all that really Mm -hmm. matters is what happens in between. And so when you think of that question, really it's just a, it's a mental check of asking yourself, are you living the life the way you you want to be living your life? I love that. So you want your tombstone to talk more about how, in essence, how you've helped others the fact that you yeah. have brought yourself to the game to help motivate and inspire. And I think that's a really, really awesome way of looking at what happened between when I was born and when I died. And do do I have any regrets that of something that I didn't do that I could have done but just didn't? So um, wanting to be a motivation for your clients um, how do you really help your clients stay motivated? And I know we've talked a bit about, you know, changing something, but how else? You know, when they're, they're really frustrated and they can't lift that, that weight that they want to or they can't do that last rep, how do you keep them motivated? Uh, well, it comes back to what we touched on earlier about uh, the why. I think uh, the, your motivation always comes from your why. And so what it means is, but I mean, that the stronger your why the stronger your motivation is going to be. And so it takes really making yourself sit down and really think about it and digging deeper to find out uh, what that why really is. And so I always use my mom as an example because she, um, her why to really become active is that she wanted to be a more active grandma. And so we, mm-hmm. the time came where always, where she had a big wake-up call where she couldn't do some of the things that she could before. And it was, and it changed everything because I have two nephews that are 13 and 11 and, uh, she wants to be active as a grandma. And so, and I know another client that, um, you know, every time they went on this float trip or every time they went on this trip, she wanted to, she always was the one taking the pictures because she mm-hmm. didn't want to have any pictures of her in her swimsuit. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and that's a pretty strong reason. And so there's always, or it could just be that, uh, but whatever the reason is, whether you want to be an active active person or whether you're for me I know I know and I eat healthy and I exercise more 
Uh, I can tell the difference in my anxiety, my mood. I'm better. I'm better at my job. I'm just better uh, everything. And so that's my motivation uh, and just to set an example for my clients. And Chad, I think it too, uh, you said it was your mom with the, with the grandchildren, grandnephews, that, that kind of thing. But I think um, parents are um, older um, now where women are waiting longer to have that first child, second child, whatever it might be. What uh, Diana Ross had her first child at 46, something like that. Um, and so we're waiting and Yet we know that, you know, when they get into their teen years or whatever, they're going to want, you know, you to throw the ball or to help them with the spiral and football or whatever it might be. Or you might be coaching Little League or whatever. And if you're not up to that, then that's an aspect that you can't help your kids with. And you really want to be part of that that life and, and the pieces that they're doing and that kind of thing. So I think it's not only... Um, grandkids, although that's a huge motivator, um, or being um, respectable in your bathing suit. I won't say that you're a beach bunny, bunny body, but you know that you, you look respectable. You're you're comfortable with that picture. Um, I think it's also just being a mom, a, a dad, or even a wife and a husband, or just friends, being able to do the things that um, you used to do. Uh, and being able to do them now, um, perhaps in a different way, but still being able to participate in whatever was fun for you and whatever you do with your colleagues, right? Yeah, definitely. It's being able to be, being able to be confident, be able to be yourself, and be able to be happy. Um, that's the mm-hmm. that's the whole reason, and <laughs> that's that's the that's the main motivation for most people. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, it, it's interesting. My husband plays golf, and you know, he's been a spectacular golfer. He's he's had a really low single digit um, handicap for a long time, and right now he's not practicing as much. So he's not going to the the course and pitching and putting and chipping and and getting on the range and going for distance um, and accuracy and that kind of thing. And he notices it in his game and it really frustrates him that he's not as good. And I said, you know, when you practice, you do much better. He goes, yeah, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's so true. You know, when you're younger, you do things naturally. I mean, he... There's there's a running joke in our our family. Um, I played golf until my second daughter was born, and we were out on the golf course. And I said to my husband, because I had decided that it was too expensive for both of us to play, and I said to him, "So do you inhale or exhale on your backswing?" Now stop and think about that. Here's a man who is totally unconsciously competent, and I just asked him to take that stroke into his conscious and to break it down into individual pieces. Yeah, he triple bogeyed the next three holes and we've never played <laughs> golf together again. Um, so, <laughs> so it's, it's I interesting. I've never, I've never thought about how I breathe when I swing. <laughs> yeah, think about it. It, it, it. It's very surprising. And every now and then, you know, now that we're, we're thinking about retiring sometime in the next 50 years, um, I, he's, he'll say things like, so we're going to play golf together again. I go, inhale or exhale? Because oh, yeah, yeah. That's why we don't play golf together again. Okay. <laughs> um, so <laughs> it's fascinating. I want him, though, um, in his retirement to be able to play seven days a week if he chooses to. And so I'm, I'm working towards that with our, our, um, our vision of going to Dornock, Scotland. And I do want to be the healthiest person on the planet when I do that. 
So I've got some work right. to do. Um, so Chad, you have a free gift for our listening audience. Would you share that with them? Uh, yeah, it's a free gift. Uh, I've done a lot with online training in the last few years, and uh, after a lot of trial and error, I finally figured out the, the a really successful, easy way to do it. And so I give people a free week, and the reason I do is because it's um, I know the program is so good and so easy to follow. There's a lot of uh, speculation when it comes to online training. Am I going to be able to get the accountability I need? Am I going to be able to get the motivation? Am I going to be able to do it? And I feel like the app is good enough that people, it's so user-friendly, so easy to use. It just it goes along with my YouTube channel, so there's a demonstration every exercise, and it's really easy to communicate and use it. And so most people, when they start using it, uh, they stay with the program. And so I give people a free week of just a week free of online training. It can be something that whether you go to the gym to work out or if you go or if you do the workout at home or whatever it is, whatever equipment you have available to you, I can come up with a, with a fitness plan that you can do that will fit in your lifestyle. And, uh, and so, but I give people a free week to try it out, uh, just to me creating workouts with you online in my program. Uh, and so that you can have a chance to make fitness a priority in your life using me as your trainer. Chad, I love that. And audience, if you go to my website at www.dare, the number two dream with lynda.com and check the media page, you will find Chad's free gift there. Um, And I love, Chad, I love the fact that there are no barriers to being successful in your program and no barriers to making this a priority. You you can't throw the excuse of, oh, this is too hard. Oh, I need gym equipment. Oh, I can't do it at home. Uh, That kind of thing. You've taken that all away to make it easier for everyone to make fitness a priority and to put that into your accountability journal. What a great idea. Um, So, Chad, do you have one last tip for our listening audience? Uh, Well, there's... If, there, if you're listening today and there's one thing, kid, my wrestling coach in college who taught me a lot, he always told me, if you, I went to a wrestling clinic, if you take away one thing, then this is all worth it. And so if you're listening to me today and you start and you just realize that whatever excuses, whatever obstacles, whatever challenges you're using as validation for yourself to put fitness off till later, I hope if you're listening today, you realize that you thought about it and you realize that even though you have those challenges and obstacles, you can still make fitness a priority in your life. And if you do, your life will be better. Chad, I have to ask you one more question. Do you have sort of a role model who's had a lot of obstacles in their life who is um, what you would call um, fit or, you know, enjoying their life and and really taking advantage of, of all of that? Uh, well, I have several people I'm surrounded with that are, have more obstacles than me. They have more kids at home. They have uh, more challenges with work, and they're busier than me. Uh, and so I, I, I have a lot of people I'm surrounded with as coworkers and colleagues that, uh, that I use. But I'll, I always go back to my mom, and she's gone through. Uh, she has a lot of health issues, and she's always uh, been able to find a way to come through and uh, stay active and stay a part of the group and uh, be an active part of the group whenever we do things as a family. And I think that's, okay. uh, that's definitely something I'd want to be inspired for my future. I want to be active. Uh, Fantastic. And with that, Chad, I'd like to thank you for being on the show today. You have been truly an inspiration as well as bringing up my motivation. 
So, oh, audience, you. if you... You're welcome. So, um, listeners, if you have any questions or want to see how to dig deeper into the art of hurting cats and the new program, Leadership Inspiration, check out the website uh, at www.dare2dreamwithlinda.com or send me an email at lynda at that same dare to dream with lynda.com. So, until next time, be courageous and dare to lead. Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Stars. Please join Linda Patton for another engaging edition of our program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We'll feature another noted leader next week. 